for an evening filled with paranormal, special guests, interviews, haunting stories, creatures of the unknown, and tales that will chill you to the bone. Brought to you by the UPRN Network and Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, take a walk into the night with Sean Kelly. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, Into the Night with Sean Kelly. How is everybody doing tonight? We are on UPR at Radio 105.3 in New Orleans. How was everybody's Halloween? Did you have fun? Did you get dressed up? If you went to a party and you got drunk, I hope you didn't drive home. I hope you had somebody to, you know, take you home. But uh, it was it was okay over here. Uh, we had about 130 kids, and this year we did something totally different. We passed that microwave popcorn, and the kids were like really really excited about it. You know, um, they said, "Oh my, popcorn, popcorn!" And a couple of parents were saying, <laughs> like Jason says, he tax. They're going to tax their children. You know. Um, dad tax is what he calls it. But uh, yeah, the parents, it, it was a very enjoyable uh, evening. Um, in the morning, though, it was raining really hard. And we're thinking, uh, man, not again, because, you know, history here in Pittsburgh, okay, is like, hey, Tommy, where in the hell you been? Tommy Miller, my, my good friend. Hey, Sean, I, I'm doing great, buddy. How about you? I haven't seen you in about two or three weeks. Oh, man, I thought you just ran away or something. Yeah. But, um, no, here in Pittsburgh, it rains on Halloween or it snows. It actually did snow one time. I think it was back in 96. I'm not sure. So, of course, we woke. I woke up going to work, and then all of a sudden, um, it's raining, and I'm thinking, ah, it's going to be a miserable evening. And you know what? It just quit raining. And it actually got a little hot, a little, little bit of humidity going on in there, you know. So the kids are out, and uh, it, it was a safe Halloween here in Dormont. Um, so I, so I kind of like count my blessings, you know. And um, everything was okay. Well, that, what I like, oh, Tommy says I had to work the last couple of Tuesday nights and couldn't watch the show. Glad to be back. Well, you know what? Work comes first, unfortunately. But uh, I'm glad to be. I'm glad you're back. Uh, how was your Halloween, Tommy? It's good to see you on here. I hope Holly's listening. But uh, and everybody else, if you have something that you want to come in, talk to me. You know, leave a question, leave a remark. You know, just put it in there in the chat, and then uh, we'll see. What, you know, we, we can answer that. I really don't, um, I'm just going to go off, I'm not going to go off the deep end, but, you know, there's going to be bits and pieces and all kinds of different things. Basically, like my show is, I say what I say. Hi, Holly, glad to see you, buddy. You know, you were awful quiet, too, the last couple of weeks, you know what I mean? And uh, I was, like, getting a little nervous because y'all weren't, weren't there, you know, you know, 
giving me support there, you know. Not trying to make you guys feel guilty, but you know what? <laughs> I was a little concerned. How was your uh, Halloween haul? Tommy, how was your Halloween? I'd like to hear about it. And so would my listeners, too. So, you know, our last show that we had, we talked about, um, I brought up the question, uh, do, you know, I had an argument with a person at work, okay? And they told me that spirits or ghosts don't exist. And at the time, I was like, yes, they do. No, they don't. I mean, it just went back for about four minutes. And four or five minutes, I'm thinking, you know, I'm real busy in the back cutting meat, so I need to go. But, you know, I respect what you believe. You know, and so I'm back there cutting meat today, you know. And uh, I'm thinking, you know what, what? What if spirits don't exist? What if they don't? Oh, Holly comes back says, Oh, you're a quiet person. My Halloween was uneventful. I raided my grandson's candy. That's called grandma tax. Okay? That's grandma tax. And what I mean by taxing, ladies and gentlemen, it's like, okay, you take out the kids, you go out trick-or-treating. Jason says it's perfect. It's perfect because, you know, you take the kids out and, then, you know, you're, you're out there walking around and it could be raining where you're at and, you know, just get home. It's like, okay, grandson, I'm going to take some of these Reese cups off of you and I'm going to take a little bit of this off of you. And so that's the tax on it. Uh, who's Stone Hobbit? Ah, hi, Stone Hobbit. Glad to see you. Um, Tommy Miller said he had to work last night, so no great, no great, haha. But I had time to carve a jack o' lantern during the day and visit with some family, so it was okay overall. How was my Halloween? My Halloween was very, very quiet, you know, but not during the day, though. In the morning, I was uh, a guest speaker on a radio station here, a country radio station, uh, Froggy. I'm glad you're always good, Stone. I'm always glad you're good. It's, it's good. But uh, I was on Froggy, 104.5, here in Pittsburgh. And uh, I was on from 7 to 9. So, of course, I always had to get there. And... Uh, get there an hour early, and we went in and did the radio show, which was pretty cool. Then I had to go to work. And so the morning was kind of long, and it was kind of long at work. But you know what? I was, I mean, It was really weird because I was really, really excited about Halloween night. Um, didn't get home until about 10 after 6, ran up the drugstore for mom. You know, and came back and ate my McDonald's and passed out um, microwave popcorn is what I did, you know. But what was really, really the feeling inside me was um, kind of like not a, a bitter, not a bittersweet. I just want to say that it felt like 
a couple thousand pounds just lifted off my shoulders. And you're saying, Sean, why did you have a couple thousand pounds on your shoulder? Well, like I've been telling people for the last two weeks, I have retired from, you know, paranormal investigating, you know? Um, and I kind of like dismantled the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society uh, group. And it, 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 it just felt really, really good. Um, a lot of burden off my shoulders. Because for 17 years, you know, um, going out and trying to find a place to investigate, you know, and going here and going there, going on this radio station, getting an interview from a newspaper, something like that, you know. Um, you know, it finally took a toll on me, you know. But my friend Val, um, I talked to her. And, and she's been with me since since almost the beginning of the group. And, and I love her dearly. She's like my sister, you know. And I consider her sister. And so whenever I come into something to where I, I want to do, like the retirement, I sat down and I talked to her. And uh, it was great because she was, and then she gave me her suggestions, you know, and... Um, I made that decision, and and I'm happy for it, you know. Out there right now, there are a lot of young people who are very good paranormal investigators, okay? And it's time, you know, to let the old-timer, me, you know, just lay back. And, and, and what's really cool about that is the, watching these different groups grow. Watching all the different paranormal investigators just grow and, and how they're real enthused about it and how they come up with new ideas how to do um, to get some evidence of some sort, you know. And, and it just, it, it, it put a smile on my face to see these people really working at it. Um, but I am keeping up the Facebook page. Uh, Pittsburgh Paranormal Society because uh, we, we um, all our shows that you see on on Tuesday night here mine and Jason Prophecy goes on to uh, the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page and so I'm holding, keeping that up and you know I'm not completely you know when it comes to the investigating and the groups I have retired but you know what I come up with a word like paranormal consulting, you know, to where if someone really has a question, has a problem, they can send me the question that they need an investigation and I can send it to groups. So it's not like I'm basically, you know, completely gone from it, but it, my rule is less. Very, it's very low. <laughs> Tommy Miller says, now that you've retired from ghost hunting, have you ever considered writing a book about the experience you have or even discussing them in long form on a podcast? Yes, Tommy, I, I am definitely going to write a book, okay? Um, and 
yes, um, if I, I, I will start doing that here on this show, you know. Um, that, I'm glad you brought that up, but I'm definitely trying to write a book. Now, Tommy, I'm from Pittsburgh, okay, and um, I wasn't very good in English, <laughs> and I always speak in the double negatives, so, you know, for me, um, I have a hard time, you know, putting words that are in, in my head and putting them on paper, so I'm going to need some help, so if there's anybody out there that would like to help me write my book, I would truly, truly appreciate it, you know? You know, if I make some money, I make some money. If I don't, I don't. It's just, just so that to get the stories out. But I'm glad you brought up about the long form on a podcast. You know what? I will start doing that starting next week. You know, my experiences. I can, I've been on so many investigations that I, I, I'm sure everybody would enjoy to hear, you know? Um, to me, I have, um, I'll be, I have ADD. Uh, and like when I read a book on something, you know, I start and read the first 10 pages, then skip to the middle and then I skip to the end and that's how I do it. I, I just don't have the patience to actually sit there and read a book. So writing a book is just going to be kind of hard, but you know what? I'm all up for it, you know, cause I would love to share my experiences with everybody, you know? because there were so many experiences that I had. So how about you, Tommy, Stone Hobbit, Holly, have you ever had any experiences with any type of hauntings near you or around you in your house? We would love to hear it, you know? But back to um, what I was originally talking about, the, when the person I was arguing with, now it, it wasn't a massive screaming, downright argument it was it was just like a little a little tuss you know a little sparring match between me and this person and i did sit back and i thought about it and there and i I asked the question to myself as i was cutting meat and i said self what if she's right what if spirits don't exist And it, it made me think, you know, even though, um, and I've had this for the longest time that I, that I will respect what you believe in, but, you know, just please respect what I believe. And I sat back and I'm like, hmm, now what would make her think that spirits don't exist? Now, you know, she could be, a, you know, a Christian, a Catholic who believe, who, who are taught that no, there's no such thing as ghosts. But I, I didn't, you know, really want to get into more of a debate with her, being that, you know, I had to go and cut meat. <laughs> you know, I had to go back to work. Um, and I thought about it, and so I brought it up on the last show, and, and it's pretty, pretty interesting. I like what Jason had to say about... Um, you know, he had a theory that's going on, and he's not sure about it. I'm going to steal it from him. Um, it's like when you die, you know, energy can't, said something about, you can't, you know, get rid of energy. So when you die, your energy hangs out here, you know, but your soul goes to heaven. 
Okay. Now think about that, right? Um, the energy, when you die, your energy is here. Because we're all made out of energy. We're definitely made out of energy. Now, going on an investigation, you know, we, you know, we pick up, think about it. We pick up mist, okay? We pick up ectoplasma, okay? We pick up, I call them squigglies, okay? In the paranormal field, they call them rods, but I like to call them squigglies, okay? And um, is that just energy? Could it be a ghost or spirit? Could it be like John Bentry? You know, and I respect what John believes in. He said, oh, it could be a demon, you know. But are demons and spirits the same thing? According to some people, yes. But to me, um, back to where I was getting at, uh, uh -oh. oh, Tommy wrote something. He put a capital, you know, I had a crazy encounter at the Quaker church like 10 years ago or so. That place is very haunted. You know what? I'm, you know, Tommy, I've been there twice. I'm going to share a story with you tonight. Then I'll get back to what I was talking about. But uh, we we took we did an investigation. This was back in 2007 when we went to Quaker Church. And like Tommy said, it is very, very, very haunted. It's creepy. It's on a dirt road uh, in Periopolis, PA. But you can't go there now. All right. You really need not to go there because what will happen at the time that we went, okay, it, you know, not too many people, not the police didn't patrol it that much at all, at all, none at all. And you're lucky you saw a car on the road. It's back on the dirt road. But recently, there's been a lot of people that are getting citations for trespassing. And yes, the cops, they do travel up and down that dirt road. And if they see you in the cemetery, okay, they will give you a ticket for trespassing. So um, it, it, it just stay away from the place. You know, it's nice to read about it and hearing people's stories. But to actually go out there, you, you are... You know, there's possible that you could get arrested for doing that. You know, and you don't want that to happen. I don't want to see it happen. But back to the experience of the Quaker, uh, the first time we went there, I had uh, a guy in my group that believed in calling out ghosts, okay? Calling them every name in the book, you know, try to get a reaction out of them. And so he did, in the cemetery, there was just like a little chapel, okay? I, 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 I kid you not, honest to Pete, okay, there was this big, big, dark, not so happy spirit in the corner, okay. Tommy, if I'm not mistaken, that was the Quakers then, or the Puritans, or were they the same? I don't know. I want to say the Quakers. And they were hardcore, you know, religion. And this guy, he stood tall. I mean, he was big. It was a dark shadow, and you could just feel the anger coming off of this dude, right? Um, so what happened was, okay, he, um, you know, this guy, he was calling it out, and it was really, really, really getting him, really getting him in. Those Quakers, buddy, okay. But he was getting this, this spirit really mad. And I'm like, you know, man, cut it out. 
no, relax, don't relax. But he just kept on doing it to get a reaction. Well, the kid got a reaction. And here's the reaction he got. This is no lie. So we're parked. We parked our cars. We're on, a, you know, on the side of the road. Okay. Not one person walked up this road up and down. No cars rode by for all the time that we were there. Okay. No, um, nothing. So after the investigation, we pull out and we're driving around. And all of a sudden, this guy's tire had a flat tire. He had a flat tire in his truck. There's no lie. This is true. It blew me away. So we pulled over, you know, and he went underneath to look at the tire. And honest to gosh, right, right hand up to the big guy up there, there was a slit about that big on the inside of this tire, just a slit right down the road, right down the tire. And I just looked at him and I said, you know what? That's what you get for, you know, trying to get a response from somebody, especially a spirit and not a really happy spirit. But there at the Quaker too, um, we also encountered a woman um, in a red dress. You know, she was like, that That was one of the legends that this girl used to, you could actually see the girl in a red dress and um, walking around the cemetery. And there was a bunch of us that did see it, you know. But with it being in Periopolis and it being, you know, called Quaker, Quaker, Church, Quaker Church Cemetery, um, yes, it, it, it was very, very, it's a very, very haunted, very nasty haunting place to go. So thank you for sharing that with us, Butter, Tommy. Appreciate that. But uh, so to me, back to the girl, you know, the, the lady I was arguing with. Um, so that's why I bring this question to you guys. Okay. Do spirits really exist? Or is it just energy that we're seeing in, in the videos? Is it energy? Um, is it like, like I was stating before, the ectoplasma, the orbs, you know, the squigglies? Is it just energy? Could it be the energy of people who have passed? But it's not them. It's just their energy. It made me think. You know, it, it really made me think. And, um, you know, so all the years that I've done this, you know, it was like, uh, this is pretty interesting. And I like Jason's, you know, theory that he's still working on. When we die, does our energy just hang and does our soul go to heaven? You know, I believe in spirits, okay? They do exist. But now I have to go down another little rabbit hole to figure out, is it energy? Or is it a real spirit? 
And I'm okay with that. Now that I'm retiring from all this stuff, I can sit back and, you know, do a little research and see what happens about it. You know? So, yeah. Um, what is your... Everybody that's listening tonight, everybody that's in the chat room, um, if you like to share, come on in and, and write it, you know, send a message. Oh, Holly, yay, Holly. Holly wrote something. Maybe what they call intelligent responses from investigations are actually demons and all other stuff is just energy. Ah, let me read that again. Thank you, Holly. Holly said, maybe what they call intelligent responses from investigations are actually demons and all other stuff is just energy. That's true. I, you know, that's a good point that you brought up, you know. I mean, for the longest time, you know, starting out as a paranormal investigator, we thought it was all about the ghost. You know, it was all about, you know, spirits and ghost and you have to excuse me everybody because whenever i'm talking i don't know what you know what i think up here to say does not come out here you know the way i want to say and i'm sure other people have that problem too but you know what that is true you know it could be a demon and my friend john ventry you know my co-host over there on chasing prophecy he truly truly believes that you know now, I, I, I have gone to a lot of investigations where I've actually, you know, dealt with demons, okay? I really have. And um, there, there is a really big difference, you know? Um, for me, okay, uh, and, and I really don't want to get into the story tonight, but maybe one day I'll open up and tell you the whole deal. But um, but I'll tell you how I know it's a demon. This is true. This is how I know it's a demon. Do you all remember the show The Adams Family, the old one? Okay. Do you remember Uncle Fester? <laughs> you know the guy. You know put the light the light bulb in his mouth and it would light off. Well, whenever whenever I would go on investigations at the clients' houses. If I saw Uncle Fester, okay, that was a demon. That's how they appeared to me, you know. And after a while for doing it and, and being, you know, being very spiritual and working with a lot of spirituality, you, I can actually go into a house and see if it's bad or not. And I mean, there was a couple investigations that I would walk into the house and it was so bad that I wouldn't let my team go in. You know, I had to go in by myself. Just, you know, just, you know, to lift the negative, you know, there, I mean, there were some really, really negative places that we went to. But my concern, my number one rule for me was always to keep my group safe. Okay. If I knew this place was a place that we were going was um, very, very haunted or demonic, as I can say, you know, um, definitely would not bring nobody in and I'd have to deal with it on my own. But I do want to share another story with you. You know, this is pretty cool, too. 
true as true as can be. So we went to a little town called Avalon, okay, down here in Pittsburgh. It's off of 65. And uh, so we went to this house, and the house is all full of antiques. Totally antiques in it, you know. Uh, Sue's mom, you know, she had an antique store. And, you know, when they closed down, they all took it down to the house. Um, the only bad thing about that house was there is one room full of baby dolls. All kinds of dolls. Scary as hell. <laughs> I, I would not walk into that room. You know, you can put me in a very haunted house. You can put me in a place where there's a lot of demons. Or, but you put me into a room full of dolls or clowns. I'm done. I'm, that's it. I'm not going in. But what happened was he had this old-time Ouija board, okay? And um, she was holding on to it, and I says, that's not a good thing to have around the house. You know, because when you play with the Ouija board, right? Um, and if you don't know what you're doing, you honestly don't know who you're bringing through the portal, to that board. And so I told her, you know, here's what you do. You know, you put it in a box. And and this is for everybody out there that you think that you have a, you know, a cursed object or something. Please, you know, do this. Um, what I did was I told her to put it in the box and throw some sea salt on it. Okay. And the reason why I told her sea salt... Uh, Holly, is Ryan going to be doing any more live investigations in the near future? I don't know, hon. I don't know. I haven't talked to Ryan for a while, so you know what? I'll give him a call tomorrow, and I'll find out, you know, if he's going to be doing some or not. But uh, what you do is you take the object, put it in a box, throw sea salt on it, because sea salt is pure, you know, kind of like ghosts. When, when, if you ever watch Supernatural or or you read any books about it and you throw salt around you, like a circle or wherever you're at, you know, spirits cannot go into, they they won't cross the salt unless the salt ring is broken. And then I told this lady, I said, with this box, okay, I want you to go to your tree in the back, okay? She had a big old oak tree in her backyard. And I said, I want you to do is I would like you to bury it. Okay. And dig a hole. Bury it. And before you put the dirt back over it again, okay, I want you to throw some more sea salt on top of that box. And then put the dirt on. And the reason why I told her to put it by a big tree, okay, is because the roots, the tree was old, the roots, it was old, trees are powerful, okay? And what happened was that ghost or whatever was with it, you know, who was attached to that board is out there in the ground, you know, it can't do nothing. Um, what I mean, what else I mean is like, okay, People say, well, something bad happened to them playing the Ouija board, so they threw it away. 
And that's not good because wherever that board goes, that spirit's going to go with it. Okay. And and other people say, well, I built a fire and I burned it. Again, you cannot do that. You cannot burn a Ouija board. Okay. Because nothing will happen to the spirit that's attached to it. But if you bury the board, okay, then with sea salt and near an old oak tree, okay, it can't move. So that spirit is stuck right where you buried it. But here's the interesting part. Okay, it was around October. And uh, this oak tree, you know how trees lose their leaves, you know. But uh, And um, what happened was, all the leaves were falling down, but you know what was crazy about it? Okay, here's what was crazy. The area that she dug where this board was in the box, not one leaf landed right there. Not one leaf. All the leaves were in a perfect square around where she buried it. Okay, I just got some chills right now. So, me and my brother are over there, and uh, so my brother took and he kicked some leaves over over this area, okay, and covered the whole area with leaves. The next morning, she took a picture and she sent it to me, okay. That morning, when she took the picture, there were no leaves at all that were on. Where my brother kicked them on that on that place where she buried it, all the leaves were, were brushed off. Okay, and that was like wow. Okay, I was like okay, you know, there's something down there, and I think she did the right thing by burying that thing. But I mean, he covered it the whole area with leaves, and boom, next morning they were all gone. Now, here's the interesting one, too. This is, like, pretty cool. Um, So, in December, it snowed, okay? And, I mean, it snowed pretty good. We had about an inch of snow. And one morning, she went out and she took a picture. You know, as God is my witness, okay? This is true, okay? Um, She took a picture. She sent it to me. This area where she buried the board had did not have no snow on that area. It was completely snow-free. But all around it, okay, there was a ton of snow. So that to me, you know, that I'd like to share with you, that is like, that's how much heat that's how much energy that that board had okay um i i know people who use the ouija board and i respect that and they know how to use it and they know you know they know how to deal with it because you really need to know what you're doing when you're playing with a ouija board because if you don't then you can really make something bad happen And that's the same way with the tarot tarot deck. Anything, any, um, I call them instrument, that 
can connect, that you can actually talk to spirit world, okay? That there be a communication to it, all right? That they can come in on the portal. I read tarot. I read, I, you know, I read tarot, okay? Um, I personally don't like it, but that's my own opinion. When I read you the animal cards here on my show, okay, you can consider that. It's not tarot, but, you know, I'm pulling cards, right? So it's, you have to be very careful about it. Um, if you really want to learn how to do these things, um, go to find somebody who is experienced at doing the tarot deck, who is doing, you know, the Ouija board, you know, that's all I can say, you know what I mean? And I'm sure you, you know, and, and, and here's how life works. This is how spirit works. If you are meant to use that Ouija board, if you are meant to use that tarot deck, okay, spirit will allow you or will show you a person that can help you with it. You just cannot buy that board off the, off the, off the shelves and um, you can't buy the deck and start reading. Always be with somebody that knows what they're doing. And that's the best advice I can ever give you. Just have a professional around you. Okay. Um, do I believe in the tarot? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, another couple objects. You got the pendulums, you know, the little, little uh, crystals that are at the bottom, and you can go yes or no with. Um, well, I found out, okay, that you can actually manipulate the uh, pendulum to go right or to go left. And I've done some experiences, experiences, experiments with it to where I would hold the pendulum and I would say, is my name Patrick? And it would go, yes, it would go clockwise. Right. And then I would say, is my name Sean? And I really weird because I manipulated the counterclockwise, which means no. So I, I kind of like the only way for a pure reading from a pendulum is that you need to put it on a hook. Okay. And don't touch it. And see if it actually works. Okay, that's that's the best advice I can get you. If you really want to know if the pendulum works, put it on a hook and don't touch it. Then you start asking the questions, you know. Uh, same way with the dowsing rods. You can manipulate the rods, right? Do they work? Yes, they do. But you also can manipulate them to work. And speaking, speaking of dowsing rods. Now, they were meant to um, find water. Okay. They used a long time. That's how they used to find water with dowsing rods. And it worked, you know. 
so I was at this one place and uh, there was this um, guy who did these tours and they went on a ghost tour and they went to a bridge okay and as you guys know right as you guys know that you know those rods they they pick up water you know you're always going to get a responses off them so i'm there and i'm watching and i'm looking and i'm thinking this ain't right this guy took him for 60 bucks. You know what he did? He had him sitting on a bridge over water with 1,000 watts. I, I was so mad. And I, I, honest to God, quote, unquote, I went up to him and I said, you know what? You should be in jail. What do you mean? I said, using 1,000 rods to find ghosts on a bridge a bridge that is over water, which you know that dowsing rods find water. Oh, yeah. Oh, was I so mad at him? Oh, my goodness. I was so mad. And then I, I just let it go at that. But um, so those are the things that you, you really need to watch out for. If you want to do the Ouija board, okay, find somebody that knows what they're doing about it. Someone that is very pro professional. If you want to read the tarot, okay, don't learn on your own. Learn from somebody that knows exactly what they're doing. And because there's a lot of forms of protection that you need to do, okay, a lot of protection. And, and somebody who knows what they're doing, they can help you. So go for it if you want to do it, but make sure somebody's there to help you out, okay? Now, if you want the pendulum, okay, what you need to do is put that pendulum on a hook and don't touch it. And then you'll get your true reading on the pendulum, okay? Seriously. Now, there are some people out there who are very good with that, but my question was when i found out that i could actually manipulate that pendulum okay when i could manipulate it then i threw it out the door and i never used it again you know and and, and i'll be a, I'll, I'll be honest with you i was a smart ass to many people who had them well i got this pendulum so i'll pull it out and i'll answer all your questions and i said you know i have I said, may I use it? You know, always ask permission to use somebody else's equipment like that. I said, sure, got it, blah, 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 on an art. And I, and I asked a question. I just, I forget the question I asked, but I said, are we in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? In which we were. And it went counterclockwise. It said no. And I said, are we in New York? And it said, yes. So what's that tell you? I gave it back to the girl and I said, do you really, really believe what you're thinking? Or, you know, do you really believe that answer that you're getting from that thing? I just manipulated it with you, for you. 
I didn't want to rain on her parade, you know what I mean? But when another, when a person has an ego about things, especially something that powerful dealing with spirits, I had to put her, put her in her place. And I did that. I said, if you really want to learn how to do this, then do it right. And I never heard from her again. I didn't expect to hear from her again, you know, but God only knows. I hope she got help. Because you definitely need guidance for that. So that, that's where I'm at with the pendulums, the tarot, the Ouija board. But when you want to go out and go, and, and I repeat this a lot of times, but if you really want to go on a paranormal investigation, please go with somebody who knows what they're doing. Please go with a group that's very good at what they do. Okay? Because then you'll be able to learn from the professionals. This is not some, you know, hobby thing to do. Grab a couple of your friends with the cameras and the EVPs and the K2 meters and go out, okay? I know people who have a lot of money put into paranormal investigating for their equipment, you know, because, you know, they're definitely... Um, professional and they're really into the into it you know there's a lot of nasty things that happen in the paranormal world okay so you really need to protect yourself you really need to go and find somebody who knows what they're doing okay it's all about common sense and the biggest thing i want to tell you okay the biggest thing i want to tell you if you are going on an investigation and you feel that it does not feel right, that it feels kind of evil or not, not a happy energy, okay, don't go in. Don't go in. You know, always trust your gut when you go on an investigation. If it's creepy and you don't want to go in, then don't go in. Stay in your car. Let your friends go in. You know, it's okay to say no to something like that. I've seen a lot of people get burnt. Because it was a dare to go in. You know, they made fun of them because they wouldn't go in. So eventually they went in and uh, they didn't realize that they were really empathic. And that the spirits were drawn to them because of the energy that they were releasing that's for another store that's for another show i have so many stuff to tell now since i retired but I, there's a lot of things i will be talking about in the near future but you know what when you're an empath and you're releasing all kinds of energies okay um the spirits are going to be attached to you and if you do not know how to protect yourself okay you are going to get burnt you're going to have something being attached to you that's what's going to happen and then you're going to have to call people like me, you know, like uh, Tara's group, like Jason's group, to come in and fix up the mess. So just be careful, you know. And if you have any questions that you want to ask me, you know, please feel free. 
feel free to send me a message on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page, and I will answer them for you, okay? I definitely will. But it is getting close to the witching hour. i got two minutes, maybe three. So what I want to do is I want to thank everybody. Tommy, it is so good to see you. Stonehop, it really great to see you. Holly, definitely. I'm glad you guys came back tonight, you know, because I did miss you. I did miss you. But thank you for watching my show, everybody. And thank you for listening, wherever you're at. And I hope that next Tuesday, um, you'll be able to tune into Chasing Prophecy. That's from 9 to 11. And my show, Into the Night, with Sean Kelly, from 11 to midnight. I would like to have a lot, you know. Oh, TikTok. Something came on the screen. Um, so I was trying to put. Who was that? Who knows? That's okay. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. So, everybody, you have a good night. And children, please, 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 go up to your parents, give them a hug, and tell them you love them. And parents, Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Tommy. And parents, please go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. Those three words, I love you, go a long way. So see you next Tuesday here on UPRN Radio 105.3, New Orleans. And happy hunting. Good night, everybody.